We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Go to the Celtics. So they're going to replace Kyrie with Kemba. Uh, Chris Middleton agreed to a little less than a max with the Milwaukee Bucks. Nice. Harrison Barnes. Um, former Warrior, has agreed to a four-year, $85 million extension to stay with the Sacramento Kings. Sheesh. And Derrick Rose, two-year deal, $15 million with the Detroit Pistons. That's wow. what we got right now. Wow. Did uh, did J.J. Redick sign as well? Did you see that? I think he I think he signed with the... Uh, uh, the Pelicans, yeah. yeah. Two-year yeah. deal with the Pelicans. Yeah, two-year, $26.5 million from Woj. Everything's from Woj's timeline. Um, yeah, I thought the Warriors might have a chance uh, at J.J. Redick, but they can't pay. Uh, Eleven and a half or thirteen million, uh, which is what's going out right now. I think Rudy Gay just signed a two-year deal as well. Um, so, I, so I guess we should tell people this. So with KD leaving, if he just leaves, they do no sign-in trade. The Warriors may be able to get the full mid-level. It's unclear right now. How much is that? That's nine mil a year. Okay. So you see all these players signing like Rudy Gay for sixteen. He was never going to be a realistic option if that's what he ended up taking, right? Yep, yep. So we're talking like third, maybe, no, sorry, second, maybe third tier free agents for the Warriors. And then the more likely scenario is they have the taxpayer mid-level. That's what Boogie Cousins signed last year, and that's starting at about $5.7 million a year. So the reality is um, I don't know that they're going to get the mid-level signed in the first couple days of free agency. It's probably going to have to be someone who who falls between the cracks maybe doesn't have the offers they thought they were going to have initially so for those that are listening that don't necessarily know the cap rules and think that the warriors losing kevin durant means they opened up about 30 million is not the case um they only could have signed them because they had the rights of kevin durant to begin with however they do have interesting options they have for example sam if you can explain what they're trying to do with sean livingston because he has a two million guarantee but also he's pushed back his uh guarantee date for the rest of the year which is around eight mil total so what could they do with that that could kind of net them a player well it's it's eight million dollars they can trade so um you can look at players making similar salary and depending on their contract terms maybe they just want to take Livingston's contract because it'll be done in a year maybe they have a guy for three years they don't want him for three years, and like, well, we'll rather take the one the the guy for one year and then clear our books out, or they could attract, or they could attach like a pick to it as kind of a sweetener, like, hey, we're giving you Sean Livingston, who's pretty close to retirement, but we're giving you a, a first round pick for for this player you may or may not want. Yep. yep. All right, so those are about the only options, those two as well as the vet minimum. But with the last couple of minutes here before we uh, head to break, and we've got Bonte Hill coming back on the other side, uh, who I'm sure is going to have some. Very fun thoughts on the Kevin Durant decision. But with a couple of minutes here, Sam, wanted to get your thoughts. You know, how do, how do we feel about the decision from Kevin Durant? Did he make the right one for himself? Um, I think more importantly is how I would view it because he's out for a year and he won't be back for the final three years against Brooklyn. He does get to play with Kyrie, but we know how Kyrie's, um, you know, last year went in Boston. So... We have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and flat out deceived. Oh, sorry. We're not talking about the Knicks. Um... You know, my whole thing is uh, it, it seems like this wasn't fully a basketball decision. This was more of a 
quality of life, happiness decision. So if he wanted to go to New York, uh, what Brooklyn has in place is a good basketball situation. They're basically replacing D'Angelo Russell with Kyrie on a team that made the playoffs last year. I think we all agree Kyrie is better than D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> Correct. So, so they're a playoff team without KD. If KD comes back and is the Kevin Durant that we know he is, I mean, yep. that's a contender. Yeah. No, you're right. They have a lot of good young players there. They might not be household names, but, I mean, end of the day, they got in the playoffs, and they don't have to give up any of those guys. They don't have to give up Dinwiddie. They don't have to Levert. give up Levert. Yeah. They don't Jared have to Allen. give up Jared Allen yep. and on down the line. So the Warriors have Stephen Curry. They have who's the best point guard in the league, the best shooter in the league, a top three player in the league. They have Clay Thompson. They have Draymond Green, Andre Godala, a new stadium. And, and a lot of uncertainty. They did. They have all of that. And a team that he's already won two championships and two finals MVPs for. And he went ahead and signed with the Brooklyn Nets. I think when you say it's probably not a basketball decision, I think that's that sounds about right. And which, you know, I'm there's no reason to be mad about him for that. I think end of the day, he chose the Warriors because he thought it would make him happy. And, and it, maybe it did for a few years. And it was the perfect basketball situation for him. I think right now, his free agency lined up with Kyrie Irving, who's probably his best friend in the league, right? And he gets a team and a new city where I think Kevin Durant probably thinks he's going to own Brooklyn for the next decade, right? At least that's what you think. If he wins a title there, how much better could it get? That's all true. Um, I kind of want to focus on the Warriors side of it. Is there anything the Warriors could have done? To keep to make him happier, I, all over the text line, people are kind of saying like, "Hey, like, could the Warriors have done more? Maybe they should have done this. Maybe they should have done that. Maybe should have made it his team or whatever." I don't think so. I don't think there's really anything they could have done. They won two titles. They would have won a third if he didn't pop his Achilles. What really there could you have done? There's really nothing left beyond winning, paying him the most amount of money possible, and what else do you want? I don't think there's anything else. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. I, I know we, he had his issues with the media the uh, the last year, the infamous press That's conference. every media, too, though. You know what I mean? I that's think, true, too. Yeah. Um, but that's not the Warriors. Um, I don't know. Could Steve Kerr have done something <laughs> different? Now we're getting into should they have maybe traded players to make him happier, and I don't think you can do that. Ooh. Not when, not when um, as constructed, they're undefeated. Like no one, about? no one beat them. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you 100%. At that point, it's like... You do everything in your power to win, to kind of achieve what's the pinnacle of the profession winning a championship. And if that doesn't make him happy, it doesn't make him happy. And I think that the Warriors are fine with it. I think they're okay, and they're saying, hey, you were here. We won two titles in three years. That's all we've ever wanted. Um, all right, so we'll get to Bonte Hill after the break. Uh, free, agency, free agency just started like 12 minutes ago. We've got 55 signings in 12 minutes. Great job on all the agents. Um, but we'll be, we will be back on the other side. Warriors World Radio, Andy Liu, Samus Fendiari. Warriors World Radio continues on 95.7 The Game. Here's Andy Liu and Sam Espandiari. Is this what the people want to hear? Just, just, just pumping the, the New York jams? We sending off Katie in style here? In style. In style. Yeah, I don't know what to think. You know, I, it's, it's well, Kyrie Irving, bunch of young guys. And then they got to wait another year for Kevin Durant. 
Great rebuild, but if I were the Brooklyn Nets, all to all time great know. rebuild considering they had no draft picks. Right, right. I, I think they, um, you know, we won't get into that too much because uh, this is the Bay Area when I'm Brooklyn. <laughs> well, how about this? We'll we'll get into this, and we've got Bonte on the line. Bonte Hill, um, how you doing, brother? What's up, boys? Oof. How you feeling? You know what? I'm I'm good. I mean. You look back at KD, two championships in three years, three straight finals appearances, the way he went out and came back with that injury and played for him in game number five. I didn't it feel like he was, you know, when I left media day, I left media day, we had interviewed him here at 95-70 game on media day, not even trying to flex, you know. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say, you plug like not. I put a, <laughs> Your boy Kev. But I, I yeah, right. Uh, I, I thought he was going to come back. And he was talking about street setting and playing on the team and this and that. And I, I drank the Kool Aid. And then that incident in uh, November, early November with the Clippers. I mean, with Draymond Green in that Clippers game on the Monday night, uh, it was just like his mood just kind of changed. And it just, the energy felt different. And then the season became about what Kevin Durant going to do. All these New York rumors. Instead of like, the Warriors are about to try, they're trying to win for him. Hi. Like, they're trying to three-peat and join a club that, you know, has Michael Jordan at the table and Bill Russell and some of the all-time greats, and it just it just felt different. So this kind of was, you know, we all kind of felt like this, and then once his company started moving to New York and seeing all the, you know, all the smiles of him walking around in New York City, it just <laughs> kind of felt like it was about to happen. So a little bittersweet, you know, it, it, it sucks. It would have been great to see KD and uh, Perry and Clay grow together as three of the greatest sharpshooters of all time. So, you know, it is what it is. That's elected KD. Are you surprised he made this decision so quick? I mean, free agency just opened. He, he couldn't have been thinking about it beforehand, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm so shocked. That, it's not like him and Kyrie and people at the Brooklyn Nets were texting each other. You know, cell phones don't exist, right? I mean, you know, you, know, you see all the photos. And, I mean, Camp Reague is, dude, these guys are talking every single day, man. They're plotting, like, you know what I mean? When LeBron and Bosch and Wade plotted back in the late 2000s, it's like, yo, let's go to South Beach and come on, Bron, just do it. It's going to be fun. Let's play with your buddies. It's, you know, it's just, you know, why not just announce it last week? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seemed like, it seemed like Bonte that he was kind of had decision made probably before the season started. Man, you know, the only shocker, well, I guess it's not a shocker. I think now it's like, everybody's going to realize that the Knicks are really just this myth, right? That everybody wants to play at the Garden. And really, they haven't been able to snatch up these marquee free agents largely because, you know, they, they've got an owner who's kind of a, a lunatic. Nobody wants to play, you know. They don't want you know, to represent a team with that guy in the franchise. It's almost Donald Sterling S. So the only, the only surprise now is, I guess it's not really a surprise, but the thing is, like, the Nets are the big brother in New York City now. That's the cool thing to do is to play at Barclays Center in Brooklyn and not the Garden. Like, the Garden has lost its luster, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's, you know, everybody said you go to New York City to go play for the Knicks. And I remember having an argument on these airwaves uh, two months ago. Like, nobody cares about the Garden like that anymore. Nobody does. I think that's a, that's a myth. So, finally, that whole hysteria with the Garden and, oh, it's the Garden, it's the bright lights, it's nothing like NSG. That's dead now. Nobody cares about that. The modern-day player doesn't care about that anymore. Well, you know, like, it also don't seem like the legacy kind of stuff kind of matters now, today, anymore either. Because yeah. if it did, you know, yeah. Kevin Durant probably would have wanted to stay and win, like, three, four more rings. No, there's no doubt, Andy. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and that's, 
it's kind of been away over like the last what 10 12 years yeah it feels like that's like the kobe's and the tim duncan's you know that's the thing that have had like these players they, they played on all these AU teams and just think about kd went to like what two three different high schools like these dudes was like yeah uh that high school looks lit <laughs> I think I'm going to go there next year. I'm going to play for them. Their jerseys look cool. They do this. They do that. They travel here. Like, it, it's been starting at these high schools or prep schools where they just switch teams every single year. Yeah. And then and so that whole tradition, like, hey, I just want to wear one uniform and be with one organization, I think is also kind of dead, too. Like, Steph may be the last. You know what I mean? You think Steph about, and Clay. And even he, yeah, Steph and Clay. And they may, you know, who knows at the end of the career, Steph ever goes back to Charlotte for a year or two to play in his hometown, or Clay went to Southern California. But it's it, it's like these players, man, they don't care. They don't care about having five different teams on their, on their basketball card, on the back of the basketball card. Like, that thing is done. That's over. Got an interesting one from the text line, from the 510. Bonte, do you blame Draymond for KD leaving? Oh, I know. I mean, I think <laughs> what's funny about that night, right? We we all did our lip reading and right. we found out what was said and what was not said. And you know, I, I think going into the season when they got off to this ten and one start, and all the noise about Katie kept drumming up, like all oh, the Clippers, the Knicks, and oh, what if he joins LeBron with the Lakers and all that noise? I think he got to Draymond for a second, and in the heat of moment, you know, they start arguing. Arguing, he's like, man, screw this, man. If you gonna leave, leave. We will without you. Like, I don't know if that's how much weight that had on Kevin Durant's uh, uh, shoulders. But here's the thing: I don't want to ask you boys. Moving forward with the Warriors, what do you do now? Because you do have the Splash Brothers locked. Stealing my questions, Monte. Yeah, they're locked up. Do you do the unthinkable? This is something I talked about with Simon and Guru uh, this past week. Do you explore trading Andre Godala and Draymond Green, who have one year left on their deal? How do you rebuild this team around the Splash Brothers moving forward? Is it looking at Giannis two years away? Is it, you know, what if Anthony Davis isn't happy in L.A.? And it's like, you know what? I'm going to wait to sign this big deal. Like, what happens now with the Golden State Warriors? How do they move forward, fellas? I think you got to look at every option at this point. Um, when you're at the top, when you have the most talented team that's borderline unbeatable, you don't have to. You don't have to worry about that stuff. All you have to worry about is keeping it together. Maybe, maybe you're trying to find a guy at the end of the bench to help you out. Another big man, another wing guy, something like that. Uh, they're no longer in that position. I think they have to explore every option. Um, but if I was the Warriors, the first thing I start with is seeing if they can get the sign and trade with Brooklyn. Windhorst said on ESPN they might be trying to do a sign and late sign and trade for D'Angelo Russell. Um, and, and that's the kind of thing you you got to figure out if you can do that sign and trade first. Because then at least you're doing something with KD's cap hold. Um, if that's gone, yeah, you got to start looking down the roster. You got you got to look at maybe Andre Godal and say, you know, you've been a great warrior, but we're probably not going to compete for a title until you, again until you're retired. So we might need to trade you for some young players. I, I can see that happening. And then what about Draymond Green? That's I mean, like we I had this conversation earlier this week. Like, what is Draymond Green worth? Like, if he, was, if he was a free agent right now, what would he get from a team? Would he get $20 million a year? Would he get $25 million a year? And then if he does fall out, his value will be at an all-time high. But moving forward, is he the type of guy to where you say, you know what, we're going to give him the max for what he's done for us and what he think he can be in the future. But what can he be in the future? Because he's only 6'6". And what I saw in those NBA finals was Siakam, uh, Serge Ibaka, at times Gasol, Kawhi. Like, Draymond had some struggles there 
the league feels like it's getting bigger and more athletic again. And look, Draymond had a great run, but he's also had a lot of injuries, a lot of nicks and bruises. I just wonder what you do in that situation moving forward with Draymond Green. That question has to be asked. Yeah, and I mean, I'm looking at all these deals getting signed right now. Terrence Ross, four years, $54 million. Um <laughs> To where? Where? Orlando. Where to- um, oh, that's that's a nice little move. Them, you're man. seeing like Harrison Barnes oh. got 85 mil over four years. Um, so Draymond's yeah, going to get paid. I, I I'm with you. It's really hard to to figure out his number. Like it, you know, like KD or Steph, their number is obvious, right? Uh, right? But Draymond's Draymond's kind of he's such a unique player that impacts the game in different ways. It's hard to right. figure out his number. And then when you throw in what you were talking about, he's going to be over 30 and he's undersized. You really think it's going to be a great four or five year deal? It's a tough call. That's a that's a tough call. That's a tough call, but that's what you got to do uh, if you're Joe Lacob and Bob Myers. You got to look at all these options here moving forward. Um, yeah, Iguodala is one of those situations where, hey, Iggy, we're not going to compete. Would you like to be traded? Would you like to go to a contender? You know, you get the contract off the books early. Get a player you could try to develop, um, and then hopefully it's just not a long season. At the chase hitter, you know, I think the Warriors are really going to look at the season and play it month by month. Like if they go into February and they're, I don't know, 15 and 20, or if they're, you know, if they're 25 and 20, you know, what do they do? Like if Steph Curry has a little knee bruise or something like that, instead of sitting out two games, maybe they make it four or five. You know, maybe they'd be cautious. I think they're going to play next season month by month. And it's going to really determine, like, how they come out of the gates and, how their record is looking, I think it determines what they do with Iguodala and Draymond, and I think it also determines what they do with Clay Thompson next year. They just say, you know what, Clay, we may play some meaningless games at the end of the year, but we're not pushing it with the ACL. You don't think a Stefan D'Lo backcourt in the Chase Center, Bonte, is going to take him to the postseason? <laughs> I don't, it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough, man. Like, D'Lo, man, like, that's a – like. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. It's not Kevin Durant. That. That's like a like a that's who they hope Jordan Jordan Poole is going to end up being. Um, but hey, uh, we got Bonte Hill on ninety five seven. Hey, uh, let's 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 roll it back to Kevin Durant. Um, who? So what's what's your favorite moment in the three years that he's been here? Um, let's start with that. That's a great great question. Yeah, uh, you know what? It's it's. I guess the three pointer in game three of the finals in. Uh, 2017. I guess that's one of them. That's definitely one of them. Uh, the my, moment in the finals in Game Five when he comes out there and hits three, three threes, has 11 points in the first quarter. I'm just like, man, this is this is crazy. Like, and he's obviously not 100. percent I think it's going to be the three, that first three, yeah. in, in Game Three of the 2017 Finals. It's, it's tough to like point out one 80 moment because. Some of the moments in my mind, the top two right now that's just swirling in my head is his last two games with the Warriors yeah. when he had to cash train in game five against the Rockets in the second round. And then, of course, what happened in game five of the finals? Like, that's fresh in my head right now. But if I had to just guess one, it'd be game three, the 2017 NBA finals. Yeah, I was going to go with that. That's the, that's the easy one. I think the other one is kind of him coming back through that injury and kind of just balling out for like 12 minutes yeah. and the Warriors looking like world beaters. And you look at that 12 minutes and that's like the, the perfection of the Warriors, right? Like why they were unbeatable. And you look at that in the NBA finals and the Warriors were down three, one and you watch 12 minutes of that game and you're saying, man, they're the favorites to win the series. <laughs> like that's how great Kevin Durant was. Yeah. Like they needed to no, win I, three in a row, row, row against Kawhi. And it just, 
it didn't matter. When he was on the court, they were the best team. It was obvious. Oh, dude, that first quarter up there at Scotiabank Arena, the feeling I had was like, oh, the NBA Finals have just started, <laughs> and it's on. Like, when, they, when that first time I was called, it was like 1912. Yeah. And it was like the Raptors in the crowd was just like, oh, this is serious. Like, like, like Katie's, Katie's hit threes to be a, a spot-up shooter. Curry's got the shimmy going. Like, it just looked beautiful. It was like, oh, Toronto's in trouble. This, this storyline is going to be awesome. The 3T coming back from 3-1 to put the 3-1 jokes to bed. Finally, from 2016. Oh, man. Those four minutes were great, man. And then, of course, we saw what happened. But even, you know what, though? Like, when Clay was hitting in game six and the way he was gutting that out, I really felt like the Warriors were going to a game seven. I was like, they're about to win this game. Well, they would have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they would have. And in game seven, you just roll the dice, and it's a 50-50 game. Because Kawhi Leonard, at the game six, man, after they won the championship and he was making the rounds of the media, dude, he, he was whipping so hard around, man. I was like, whoa. Like, what were they shooting up in those in those legs or those quads or whatever was going on, man? Because I don't know how much gas he had. Right. And the Warriors right. kind of made Kawhi struggle. Other than that little 10-0 burst at the end of game five where you thought they snatched the championship up there in Toronto, you thought Kawhi was like, he was struggling. He was like, what, 9-24 in game, game five? And then really in game six, it was all about Van Vliet and Siakam and all the role players. Speaking on the Kawhi note, while we have you here, what do you think he does? I really don't know, man. He's an odd cat, isn't he? You know what I mean? Like, he's one of – I'm not going to lie. He's one of my favorite players now. Like, watching him and just his demeanor. Like, he's a funny dude. But this whole Laker thing, man, like, I just – how does Kawhi Leonard – It don't make sense. Like, it don't make sense. It don't make sense. It don't make sense. James and what he breathes, like, it doesn't make any sense to me. I always felt like it was the Clippers or the Raptors. Like, I really think he's considering a one-on-one with Toronto. It's like, you know what? Let's run him back and defend the title. It got to we be. Don't win. Unless you know? it's the Clips, it, yeah. It, it, but, but then the Clippers, too, with their young roster, and they have money. Like you always say, if you're going to go to L.A., you're going to go to the Lakers, right? But these dudes are different nowadays. Like, that's how we felt about New York. Like, if you're going to go to New York, you're going to go play for the Knicks and not the Nets. Or, or any two market, you know, like L.A. Like, the Clippers have always been a little brother. But these cats are different these days, man. With Doc Rivers and Palmer and... I don't know, Kawhi Leonard loving the sunshine and not the cold, like like the cold winters in Toronto. I always felt like it was the Clippers, but this Laker thing seems to have some juice, man. This Laker thing, like, they're, like I'm almost starting to think, like, you know what, I'm not going to be shocked if I see the Wolves bomb or Sean Serrania say Kawhi is linked to deal with the L.A. Lakers. Like, I'm Ooh. not shocked anymore. These yeah. guys are different, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we'll, we'll cap it off there. I mean, Kevin Durant just left pretty much the perfect position for him, and if he came back and won another title, he's probably everybody's favorite player. Um, and he went ahead and went to Brooklyn, so good for him, Bonte Hill, ninety-five-seven. Thanks for having, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on, man. Hey, man, good talking to you, Sam. Andy, have a good one, man. Enjoy the show. Hey, Bonte, love Bonte. If you want to join the show, you can call in eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. We want to hear from you. What are your favorite memories of the Kevin Durant era and your lasting memories of the Kevin Durant era? Oh, that be that's that's amazing. Yeah, good 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 one. Yeah, your favorite memories on KD. Um, we're gonna to go to the phone lines in one second. Sam, do you ha- do you want to read the the kind of breaking news? Some of the deals that's been. Yeah, let's read some of the. Yeah, there is a lot of money a being lot going spent on. on play- oh, we just got another breaking one from Woj. Malcolm Brogdon has agreed to four-year, eighty-five Ugh. million dollar deal with the Ugh. Indiana Pacers. Ugh. So, eighty-five 20, mil, twenty-one over twenty-one million a year for Malcolm Brogdon. 
Ricky Rubio, three years, $51 million. <sighs> um, Boyan Bogdanovich. Oh, I didn't say Ricky Rubio, three years, $51 million with Phoenix. Ugh. And the Utah Jazz have signed Boyan Bogdanovich, four years, $73 million. I like that. That's not bad. By the way, it's let's a get. Lot, it's a lot of money for a lot of marginal guys. Oh, no, they're good players. But... Yeah, Boyan's good, I think. Boyan is good. And so is Brogdon. I don't know if Brogdon's that good, though. Yeah, that's a lot. By the way, can we get a. It's a lot of money for Brogdon. End of the road coming into the break. We're going to get end of the road. We're going to sing this one together for Kevin Durant leaving leaving the Warriors. So we'll get that one logged <laughs> in. Hey, let's go to the phones because uh, we, got, we got Dre and Robert waiting on the lines for a minute. Thanks, guys. Thanks for, for waiting, waiting, guys. Yeah, we'll go, we'll go with Dre first. How's it going, Dre? Hey, guys. How's it Hey, guys, how's it going? Good, good. What you got for us? Hey, well, I mean, we kind of had a feeling he was going, so he's gone now. And, uh, you know, we appreciate everything he's done. He's gone to the East. I don't see him winning over there. It's too tough. Uh, he won't even play for another two years. But so here's the thing. We can't cry over this now. You know, the girlfriend's gone. And you guys are listening to the same thing I am. I'm listening to Woj every second. He's got Brogdanovich. He's got... Did, did you know Reza's going to Sacramento? We got Amino going. Uh, he just signed with uh, Charlotte or somebody. I mean, this is the time when Welch and, and Myers, they just got that extension. So I expect, I mean, and these guys aren't going for big money. Uh, what's his name signed over there with the Nets for the minimum? So, well, you know, I, I, as a fan as the, of the Warriors, I expect big things now. I mean, we don't have – People are confused. We don't have the money just because KD's gone to sign Kawhi Leonard. But we do have the money to coerce some of these guys to come play with us for the minimum, for you know, for, for the uh, the mid-level exception, for uh, uh, what's his name's contract, Livingston. So where, you know, we got Ariza going to Sacramento for low money. I mean, this is a time where we can't sit and cry about this. We got a team to build. So I, I don't understand why we're not hearing the Warriors come off the board uh, with signings, what those are some great. Those are some great points, Trey. I do agree with you. Now is the time where Bob Myers earns that money. Um, the the issue with the Warriors right now is they're over the cap. So right now you're seeing all the guys who are getting bigger money uh, agree to teams with or terms with a Phoenix, with an Indiana, with Utah, with these teams with money to spend. I think the players the Warriors going to look at. They're going to have to wait a couple days. We're going to have to wait for the dust to settle, see, you know, maybe an Austin Rivers doesn't get that big deal and he likes a mid-level with the Warriors. Um, and the other part of it is the Warriors probably going to have to work out some trades because they're over the cap. They're probably going to try to trade Sean Livingston's contract for someone who can help him. So, you know, they, they kind of have to wait to see how the dust settles. Right. Today is all about signing with teams that have money under the cap, and the Warriors aren't one of them. Thank you, Dre. Um, let's go to Robert in Union City on line two. Robert, how you doing? What's going on, fellas? Hey, uh, one time real quick, shout out to Guru from the Yoon, baby. Uh, but, um, you know, <laughs> everyone's saying the Nets are, uh, I mean, the Warriors are going to be, um, done, uh, in a couple years, but I disagree. You know, we just really need to, uh, get a bench, some role players. Uh, we won a championship without Kevin Durant before. So, you know, I, even though that was a couple years ago, it doesn't matter. We just need to get a bench, you know, uh, uh, or even that signing trade with D'Angelo Russell. Um, that's pretty much it, man. Uh, thanks for giving me uh, the chance to call you guys. Absolutely. Thanks for calling, Robert. Uh, I agree with you. Um, the only thing, Andy, what do you think? How long do you think it's going to take Bob Myers to kind of 
retool the roster? We know Steph's staying. We know Clay's staying. Uh, how long do you think it's going to take him to kind of well, retool? Because, a... because let, let, me, let me walk you through this. You know, they got Kevin Durant. They kind of gutted the bench to do that. You do that every time. And every year they came back a little older with a little less depth. So now they're kind of at a point where, you know, we still have Steph Curry, two-time MVP. Still have Clay Thompson, perennial all-star. Still have Draymond Green, best defensive player in the league. But they don't have much else around them. This isn't that team that, you know, had 10, 11 players. Well, they can't do anything. They, Bob Myers can't retool the team because there are rules. This is not like, you know, the MLB a, a few years back. I mean, even the MLB has kind of a salary cap now. The guys have to pay taxes. Even the Dodgers and the Yankees try to stay out the, the, the luxury taxes in baseball. So you can't do that in basketball. So it's really, some of it's not his fault. It, this is the hand that he's dealt. Now, the issue is, do you think Bob Myers is going to be willing to trade guys to retool is he willing to trade Draymond Green is he willing to trade Andre Godala this season if it doesn't go well for young players and, and, and by picks? the way should, I don't know should he forget willing Tra- I don't think tra- so trading him assumes you're gonna get something that's making you better right it's not that obvious to me like we know Draymond and Steph best pick and roll combination in the league their games fit each other so well the whole Draymond Clay Steph trio they fit they fit together really well you could put a player who's probably more talented offensively in Draymond's place, but it might not be as good together. Yeah, I'm sure they'll get something. They'll be able to get a young player, maybe a pick to go along with that. But I think the the problem is, and by the way, Bob Myers, who just got re-signed to a large contract extension, um, probably one of the highest paid uh, GMs now. Um, I don't think I don't think he's going to be able to do it. I don't think he's a GM that's going to be able to trade Draymond Green and Andre Iguodala. I think that's the only way that the Warriors are going to be able to to retool around these players. Yeah. All right, let's go to uh, Jack on line three and Marin. Jack, how's it going? Hey, guys, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. What do you got for us? Um, hey, so I, I want to talk about one of my favorite KD moments over the years. Um, it was this year, earlier this year, uh, Warriors were in Toronto um, when Curry was injured. And uh, they were down, I think, 18, and KD ended up dropping 51, uh, hit those two huge threes with, you know, 16 seconds left, and end up losing that game but it was just one of those things to see KD uh really put the team on his back without Steph and then show that you know the type of baller he was and just that'll always resonate with me you know and then to like show what KD did for the team the type of player he was for, for Golden State thanks for calling in Jack yeah I mean I think uh that by the way we need more KD moments that's a nice one that's like a nice hipster niche little moment um, I think those moments are the best. I think with Kevin Durant and Steph, well, we'll never see it happen again. But anytime those two players had the ball in their hands, and this is no slight to Draymond Green, but anytime those two guys were the main ball handlers, it was special. Like you weren't you weren't going to get an offense better than that. And I think in the first ten games of this season or, or last season, now they were unstoppable and. They showed why having two MVPs that were that actually want to play together and can play together, uh, how different that is compared to you know you look back in history, Sam. Like you look at you know Kobe, Shaq. You look at LeBron and D Wade. They struggle to play together. Now they're so good that it doesn't matter. They're still going to win chips. But you look at Steph and KD. They struggle maybe a little bit, but it was just always a perfect uh, duel, a perfect combination with those two that I don't know if you're going to see that with uh, KD and Kyrie. I think KD and Kyrie is more like LeBron and Kyrie back in Cleveland. Or like a better version of KD and Russ. Yeah. 
Because Kyrie's both, a better shooter. Just, yeah, I'm with you. They both just kind of want to go ISO every time. We'll yeah. see. I mean, I like the roster. It could be fun. We're going to have to wait a year to see it, yeah. so I really don't want to get yeah. into that too much today. Uh, but, but Steph we'll and KD see. was a perfect combo. Yeah, well, yeah absolutely. You'll, you'll, I don't think you'll ever get a duel that – maybe you'll get more talented players – but I don't think you'll get, ever get two guys that two games that were just perfectly meshed with one another. I mean, maybe Stefan Giannis, you know, maybe those two. I wonder how Giannis feels about the Bucks not paying Brogdon. Ooh, they and traded avoiding the luxury tax. They got picks though, I guess. Sam, if Giannis cares about that, <laughs> they got a first and like two seconds or something. By the way, you the... know who's willing to pay the tax? <laughs> Joe Lacob. Joe Lacob, by the way, who didn't show up in the meeting in New York today. I guess it was Bob Myers and Steph. Only. They might not have wanted him to. Um, <laughs> Let's go to G in Walnut Creek on line five. G, what's going on? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, I don't have a Katie moment. I just only have one question, which is like, um, why leave a good thing? I mean, from the outside looking in, I mean, you know, you get that fifth year, the 50 mil. Um, you have a great relationship with um, Steph, who has been a completely unselfish. I mean, that's, that's the player that comes, you know, once every generation. And then, you know, signing this deal granted it may not be all about the money but i'm i'm just still kind of in shock like you know this you got a great thing going here why you know why leave it thank you for, thanks for taking my call thanks g uh, did he have a great relationship with steph did, did katie have a great relationship with anyone on the team oh well, he has a good relationship with kyrie irving we know that i, I think katie had a good relationship with draymond green i think he probably has the best best relationship with draymond i think they're still close friends but i just don't i don't think that um, I don't think that his kind of mentality with who he is today is just lining up with the Warriors as much. But I don't think that matters as much. I think the Warriors have a bunch of guys who are like fathers and you know got kids, and they're not out there doing their own thing like KD is. Kyrie is more like that. By the way, Kyrie, who's going to hipster Brooklyn, is that not the perfect fit for someone like Kyrie Irving? Just beautiful. Oh, just so on brand. <laughs> so on brand. So on brand. Just go to the hipster kind of – well, I guess now they're going to be the main attraction, but – um, oh, we got to go to break. Uh, all right, Warriors World, Andy Luce, Samus Fandiari. We're going to come back. We want to hear your favorite Kevin Durant memories. Uh, back on the other side. Thank you. Warriors World Radio continues on 95.7 The Game. Here's Andy Lou and Samus Fandiari. We belong together. And you know that I'm right. Yeah, that's pretty good. Why do you lay with my heart? Why do you play with my Do you think Steph was singing that? Do you think Lakeup was singing that? I think Bob Myers was singing Clay on FaceTime, I bet you, was probably singing that. Clay was 100% singing some boys to men on FaceTime. <laughs> uh, if you want to call in and tell us what you think the Warriors were saying to Katie in the pitch meeting, 888 888- Nine five seven nine five seven zero, or you can text the Chilton Autobody text line nine five seven nine five. This time I tried to break down and cry. Made in my head, oh, I read the all right, all right, all right. Yeah, like Sam said, time to hit the phones. Tell us what you would have sang. Maybe some in sync. Maybe some Backstreet Boys. Um, I, uh, I mean, it, it's well, Casey and Jojo. Maybe Casey and Jojo. We'll get that one on the next uh, on the next break. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have been texting in. It's just like a rolling list. People don't seem that sad. I think people are pretty happy. There's Sam. some anger on the text line. That the text line will always have anger. Always, though. always. It's always easier to be angry in an anonymous text than when you call in. <laughs> I think a lot of people are more asking, like, "Hey, what, what's next? What are we going to do next? Right? How are we going to come back? Good for Kevin Durant." 
We love KD. We got the titles. But now how do we come back? Right? Who can we re-sign? What's the plan for the next two, three years? I think, which yeah, I think Steph's, is a very mature way to look at this. Steph's thirty-one, Clay's mm. twenty-nine, Draymond's twenty-nine. They still have, they still have years. At uh, le- but yeah. now it's now it's interesting because they're up against the clock. You know, they don't have a, they can't rebuild for three years around Steph. They need to kind of be in contention in the next year or so. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of people, I think Bonte brought this up in the last segment we had him on. He was saying, Hey, maybe the Warriors can, uh, kind of take this next season as a, as a gimme season and Hey, they're not going to win. Maybe they can just, you know, fold and, and not tank, but plays got play guys last, maybe play them 60 games only, which Sam, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't think I would bet anything. They open the season looking to looking to <laughs> compete. Um, and then if things go the wrong way, maybe Steph, you know, sprains an ankle and misses 15 games and they go one and 14, then right, maybe right. they look at it a little different. But yeah. I, I don't know. These guys are too competitive and they're quite frankly, they're still too good. Even without clay I, for the first 60 games, even without KD, um, they're too good to just, you know, tank to the top pick. I'm with you. I'm with you. I think they're too good. I think. I mean, they're not going to be the, the, the top Steph three would, seed. Steph would have to miss majority of the year yeah. for them to go into tank mode. Yeah, and and by that time, it's like you're not even tanking. You just not good. You just suck, right? It's like your main he, guy got hurt. It happens. But yeah, yeah it's it's look at LeBron. Not, it's not a um, it's not the intentional uh, 76ers tank that they did a few years back. They get a relatively healthy team. You know, you get they get Steph and Draymond. They play 71 games, 72 games. And they get, you know, maybe with the mid-level and some vetmans, maybe they find some solid players. Uh, maybe they get this sign-in trade that they're trying to make happen. Maybe they can get a solid player there. They get some players around them. I don't think that that's a team that's not going to make the playoffs. I think there may be a six, five, six, seven, eight seed. They can absolutely get in that range. And if that happens, then Clay Thompson comes back and you have another solid player there, even though he's coming off an ACL. So I think there's a lot of people that are saying, you know, maybe it's going to be easier to take a season off. You never know what's going to happen. I think with Kawhi Leonard, did anybody really think the Toronto Raptors were going to win the title? I don't think anybody really thought that. I think that's just something that happened because they kind of kept playing and guys fell off. I mean, they were one of the weirdest shots away yeah. from losing in round two. Yeah. I mean, it's that simple. That yeah. game goes to overtime. Philly had all the momentum. Maybe Philly wins. Who knows what happens in the finals, right? Yeah. Maybe the Warriors are playing the Bucks. Right, right. You you don't know what will happen. That's a team that literally. Maybe they're playing Philly with Embiid, who's even more banged up than anyone at that point. He's probably not even around by the final. (laughs) Um, So you never know what happens. It is truly, I think, at this point um, in the postseason. Hey, best team is going to win if you're healthy, and we just saw what happened with the Warriors. And you look at the West now; it is stacked, Sam. But it's not like you know Utah. I mean, they scare me. They're good, but do they think like the Warriors are going to lose to them? Like for sure, no. They just signed Bojan. They just they have Donovan Mitchell. They got Mike Conley. That's a really good team, but I don't think they're going to the finals for sure. Absolutely not. No. And um, Kawhi is obviously the Oof. the yeah. uh, the big piece to be seen. If he does end up on the Lakers, we have a different discussion, and uh, and we're all miserable. <laughs> but um, but you know he can go back to Toronto, and it's still kind of a wide open situation. Yeah. So we don't know. Uh, call in eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. We gotta uh, tell us, you know, your favorite Kevin Durant moment. Wow, we got Katie's song recommendations. Let's let's just go. We got Frank in uh, in Florida. Frank, how you doing, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. How you doing? What you got for us? Uh, I'm devastated and crushed by him being gone today. 
three years ago, July 4th, he was here, signed, and I'm crushed, and uh, three years, it's not it's not enough. I mean, I thought he would retire, retire, retire with the Warriors, and it's a rough day, man. It's dark, man. It's, I'm down here in South Florida, it's a cloudy, rainy day, and I thought all day he was going back to the Warriors, and I just wanted to give you guys a call. You guys got a great show out there. I love you guys, and it'll be rough this year, man. He's not going to play, but. I thought he was going to retire a warrior, buddy. Man, it was a good, good run, man. I'm, I'm sad it's over. You guys have a good day, man. Thank you. Thanks, Frank. Thank you, Frank. Wow, was he crying? Frank wow. was, Frank was feeling it. He, I, that's, he, that's what we need, Sam. That's, I love that. Yeah, if you want to call in and kind of tell us what you're feeling with KD leaving, uh, 888-957-9570. It's my favorite call ever. All right, let's go to, let's go to Robin on line two. Robin's a little mad about the boys to men. What's going Didn't on, like Robin? my singing? Uh, I got no. Stop with the depressing stuff. Ain't nobody died. Um, look, the, the minute KD went down, um, I saw it as he was gone. And, and then you got to move on. You know, my dad told me, he said, tell your radio friends, and they would know what I mean. And I had shared it with Simon. It goes, uh, what, the, the, the best laid plans among mice and men often go awry. So, you know, you just move on to the next. Now, here's the thing. I just got a bone. KD, I, I, he don't, that's my boy. I love him. But... Uh, and why he left and all this, I don't know. But here's what I want to get at with you guys. And, and if it's off course, we don't have to discuss it. I have an issue with the way that the NBA has opened up free agency for players to collude. It's just not cool to me, okay? And you're making players. Uh, and my, my thing is, is that Kyrie and Kevin colluded for this to happen. So it couldn't happen. It, it happened. It had to happen with agents and general managers that got rid of deal. Something just doesn't sit well with me about this whole thing, the way they can engineer who they can play with. I'm all for, uh, you know, players being, you know, having the option other than being drafted or traded or whatnot. But um, I think that they should put a hard, uh, a hard salary cap and, uh, on, on some of this stuff. And I just wanted to get you guys' opinion. That is what really is bothering me the most, is that um, you can go and get what you want, and then you can leave and collude with another player. It just don't sit well with me, you guys. And that's all I got for you. Thank you, Robin. I'll point this out. I don't know that any of us had a problem with it when Draymond was the one colluding to get KD here. Um, I don't know how you can. T- I don't know how you tell players to not talk to each other. They're going to make their own decisions. If they want to hop teams, they want to hop teams. Well, I, I w- end of the day, KD left how much money on the table in OKC to go play for the Warriors, and he's leaving how much money on the table in the Bay to go play for Brooklyn. I mean, they incentivized him to stay in the situation each time, and each yeah. time he decided. Yeah, I kind of want to try something else. Yeah, he he wants to be happy. I don't. I think he was happy in Golden State. I don't think he was as happy as he wanted, as you can see now that he's in Brooklyn. The other thing is, I think players have always been like this. Agents, players, teams—they've always communicated this way. I just think for some reason, in the last couple of years, media has reported a lot more of these things, and there's been a, an outpour of guys that want to think that they're media, people that are essentially just tweeting things. 
um, that they hear from one agent or from one team, and it may or may not be true. So I think with those things being done, I think a lot of things just get thrown out there, and it makes it seem like this is like a huge drama or this is like a reality show, whereas I think that's always been the case. I think even 10 years ago, Kevin Durant and Kyrie would have probably been talking, uh, even though they're playing on their respective teams. So I don't think this is new. I think it's just reported on more. So. I'd agree with you. Um, you turn on Sports Center and it's just rumors now as opposed to highlights of the games. <laughs> so it's just kind of where we're at with it. Um, Do you like that, Sam? Like, I don't. I mean, I still tune in. So <laughs> I, I, it's hard for me to it's hard for me to criticize it when none of us can look away. But I'm with you. I'd rather talk about the game, watch the game. Yep. yep. Um, a few people have texted asking about this KD D'Angelo Russell sign and trade possibility. Oh, boy. Uh, so hopefully um, Carl can cut that up and give us the audio. But Windhorse essentially said on the air it's a possibility uh, if they can convince D'Angelo Russell. Um, the Nets obviously can't keep D'Angelo Russell because they're signing Kyrie and Kevin Durant. So the question is, would they be amenable to doing a sign-and-trade? For it to work, he'd have to want to come to the Warriors. That's the easiest sell. I think that's an easy sell because the system works for him, and obviously if he gets paid the number he wants, he's in a situation to succeed, right? Yeah, it's about the money, right, Sam? Like, end of the day, like he gets to, all of a sudden, randomly, D'Angelo Russell is the one that gets to bring in Chase Center? Around him, it's just Steph Curry, right? It's, it's Steph, it's D'Angelo Russell bringing in Chase Center, that's the sell. That's it. If, like you said, if D'Angelo Russell gets paid what he wants, which we don't know how much right. is it, how much it is, if he gets paid, yeah, I, th- I think he'd be amenable to that. I, I, I'm, Brooklyn, Brooklyn would have to want to do it. That's my thing. And why would they want to do that? That's what I'm kind of racking my head around. Why? Because I don't really see the incentive. Yeah. Uh, because it's not going to get KD a larger deal. That that's my thing. Like if you had told me that the Warriors had had re-signed Kevin Durant and then agreed to that. Again, you can't do that because you can only do a delayed version six months from today. But again, I, it, yeah, we'll see. We don't know. Again, there's no point speculating on it. We don't know. Um, uh, all we know is Myers and the Warriors are going to try to get creative because they're over the cap. It's not like they have $30 million. It's not like they got $35 million of cap space because they lost KD and they can just go out there and you know sign whoever they want. They have to get creative via trades, maybe sign-in trades. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, it should be fun. We've okay. Now we oh we got people. We saw a recommendation. Cheech from Hayward. Now this is hopefully this is going to be good. Cheech, what you got for us? What song are you thinking? Hey, what's going on, Andy and Sam? Uh, first things first, man. I love you guys on Twitter. I'm a big follower. I'm really excited to be on the line with you two. Appreciate that. Love that. As as far as my song goes, man, I was thinking Brian McKnight, One Last Cry. I think that kind of uh, encapsulates exactly how everybody's feeling. You know, we had a great run with KD, and now that he's gone, it's like you have to appreciate what we had and just kind of accept the sorrow with it. Does that does that make sense? Absolutely. Let's one get last, that song cut up. One Last Cry. That's like Frank earlier in Florida doing the One Last Cry. <laughs> I love that, Cheech. You got All something right. else for us, or is that it? That's it, man. I just want to say I appreciate you guys. Keep doing your thing. I'm a big fan. Thank you, Cheech. One Last Cry. It's about to get really depressing in here. Yeah, if you want to call in and tell us what songs you want us to play to help you get through your KD leaving emotions, 888-957-9570. Or you can text us your songs uh, on the Chilton Autobody text line, 95795. Yeah, Sam wants the old school stuff. If you're going to send it to me, I want EDM only um, for, <laughs> for sad songs. So 
Um, let's go. Uh, let's keep going. Let's go to Badger Brian from Walnut Creek, who has a problem with Robin's last call. Can't wait to hear this. What's up, Brian? <laughs> hey guys, I have a problem with Robin, who has a problem with a grown man deciding where he would like to make a living, where he like to live, where he enjoys uh, living, and, and and I have a problem with that. And I challenge her or any of your callers to disagree that if you were given an opportunity to live in a place that you prefer to make more money than you ever dreamed of. Who wouldn't, including you guys, who wouldn't choose that option? I'll tell you what. I've been calling in for about a year, and I've said the same thing. Katie is gone because of the constant nitpicking. The man is a man, and when he makes a statement, sometimes a man makes a statement that doesn't need explanation. But here in the Bay Area, everybody has to interpret and interpret and interpret. And what he meant to say, what he had to say, what he didn't say. And I'll tell you what. It's got to wait on him. We could go to Brooklyn where people have better things to do. There's a lot of distractions in Brooklyn. God bless him. I'm glad he was here. Ba- Badger. He did us good. Brian, quick yep. question for you. Um, KD signed a four-year contract with Brooklyn. How come he didn't sign one with the Warriors when he came? Maybe he's sick of the constant pressure. Before he signed with the Warriors, though. Before he signed. Right? So he could have just signed a, a, a four-year deal if he wanted to, but he didn't. Well, I, I called in yesterday, a different show, same same station, different bat, bat channel, uh, and my comment it. then was, he's going to Brooklyn. Why? He's done. He's done with all the pressure. It's no fun to be here. Even as a fan, it was not a fun year like it has been in the past. The joy of the team was gone. You could see it on the bench. The body language from Kerr on down was not the same as it used to be. I, for one, did not like the original signing because I was looking forward to the competition. OKC and the Warriors was a spectacular uh, series to watch. I was looking forward to that competition maturing over the years, and it didn't. He joined this team because it looked like a fun team and it was a tight group. I don't think he ever felt accepted. And certainly it didn't help by Big Mouth Green, Draymond Green, opening his big yap uh, once too often. I, I don't blame him. And I'll tell you what, all the fans listening, here you go. This is self-fulfilled prophecy. You get what you've been crying for. You get what you deserve. I'm looking forward to a more competitive. Oh, we lost. Did, it, did we drop? Thank you. Oh, well, all right, all right. We Thank go. you, we Badger. Go, your Badger. line's cutting out. That was Actually, great. That was, that was amazing. A lot, a lot of good points there. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.